What's up, y'all? Welcome in. My name is Gratitude. And I am Grounded Spirit. And this is our new podcast, The Midnight Veil. All this right. This is dedicated to the exploration of the odd, the mysterious, and the supernatural. That's right. Have y'all ever pondered, are we alone in the universe? What's out there? What is it like in the minds of the most notorious serial killers of all time? Is that shadowy figure in the corner of your room right now, that thing right there, is that real? Stick around as we explore those questions and a whole bunch more. Grounded, what do we got today? Okay, so we are starting on the west coast of good old U.S. of A., Los Angeles, California. All right. Where one of, where one of the most well-known haunted hotels is, the Cecil Hotel. The so, Cecil Hotel. I know you've hotel. heard of that, right? <laughs> yeah, have you heard of it? <laughs> there is so much going on at this hotel. Honestly, <laughs> we just decided to make a, a miniseries. Uh, let's list it off. Disappearances, unexplained deaths, paranormal activity and not one but two serial killers all at this hotel yeah and while i was googling this hotel uh it was it was pretty daunting at first like there i didn't even know where to start like to be completely honest right. because there's just so much on this hotel so but much. one particular case intrigued me the most and that was the closed case of Elisa Lam. Have you heard of her? I've heard of it. I've seen it. I've seen it a few uh -huh. times. No matter how many times I see this clip, I feel uneasy and honestly, at some parts, chills. Like <laughs> you've seen it as well. What are your What are your thoughts? So honestly, like it's unsettling. Like, right. even if I had absolutely no knowledge of her case or that she went missing, uh, just the entire clip itself is, it's just unnatural. It really is. It's just something, it's just something about it. Like, it's definitely strange. We're going to touch on it more. We're going to show y'all the clip. We're going to show y'all the whole clip from start <laughs> to finish. But let's start from the very beginning. Alisa Lamb, she's 21 years old. She's going to college. Ooh, okay. So do we know what she majored in or where she attended college? We don't know a lot. We know she went to the <laughs> University of British Columbia. But other than that, we don't know if she had friends. We don't know the exact classes she took. The only thing else we know is that she dropped a lot of her classes due to mental health issues. You know, she would Aww. she would uh, call them relapse. We'd a we actually know more about her blog than her school life. Her blog, so her infamous blog. Um, she had, she actually, she still has a blog. Okay, so it's still up then. Yes, so it's actually a Tumblr page, and I know I'm probably going to butcher this, but it's uh, Nouvelle <laughs> Nouveau if you want to look that up. But um, yeah, it's still up. Yeah, you said that beautifully, and <laughs> so if if I go here and I click, you know, so looking at this page, I just get this eerie feeling. I, 
you know, just looking at someone's post, someone that's passed away, it just feels a little bit, it feels a little bit uh, strange. It, I mean, it definitely is. It's very surreal, like, going through right. all of her posts, you know. Like, dissecting someone's life via the interweb. Okay, so, like, this one right here. Okay. She writes, let me find it. Feeling human this morning might even leave the house. Like, that's so simple, but I can relate to that, you know? Right, right, right. Me as well. Like, I feel that definitely, and... More than likely, that's why she decided to go on vacation. She wanted to get away, get out of the house. So that's that's what she does. You know, she, she goes to her mom. She goes to her dad. She says, Mom, Dad, I need a trip. Parents are like, you know, okay, where do you want to go? Elisa says, I want to explore the West Coast. Instantly, red flags are going off in the parents' mm -hmm. minds. They're concerned, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm, I would be too. Like, for one, she was traveling 1,200 miles away, right. which is like a 19-hour drive. Like, it's super far. And for second, <laughs> and more importantly, in my opinion, she was going alone. Right, you know, it's... Eventually, though, her parents finally came around to it on one condition. You must call every day. So, the timeline shows for her that she got to Los Angeles on January 26, 2013. And it's not okay. until the 28th of January, so two days later, that she would check into the Cecil Hotel. Okay, so she didn't even check in right away. No, not right away, no. So, the first question that pops in my head is, or the next question, out of all mm -hmm. the hotels in L.A., I'm sure there's a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> Where we're going, we're going to Skid Row. I mean, think about that name, Skid Row. Like nobody, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I know anyone that says I want to, you know, take a trip to Skid Row. And then also we have the Cecil. We got tons of movies. We got, we got like TV shows on it. We got movies mm -hmm. on it. This isn't the best place to stay. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. But it really <laughs> did come down to her college budget so she was saving from her job to be able to afford this like little vacay for herself uh. and at the time the cecil was advertising pretty kicking prices like i know it was 2013 but they they had prices as low as 21 dollars <laughs> a night yeah that's uh that's cheap i can relate i'm not gonna lie <laughs> been there done that a room at that cost it, it's hard to pass up Right. So for a low price, you, you know, you kind of get what you pay for, right? Okay. What, like, <laughs> that sounded like you're about to say something bad here. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> for that price, she got a hostel room. Do you know what a hostel room is? Because I didn't before okay. I looked this up. Okay. Yeah. I, I know hostels. I've been in them. A few things oh. about them. One, no privacy. Mm -hmm. You don't get any room to yourself. And a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Like, that's, that's literally exactly right. And it just starts getting strange for her in that, um, 
in that environment. So mm. she actually checks in, and like you said, like she has roommates, and the people that she was rooming with started feeling uncomfortable around her, and um, they actually. It, Go it ahead. gets strange. It really gets strange. Like we got one here. She locked. She locked her roommates out of of their <laughs> room, proclaiming over and over again. What's the password? You know, that's 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 a little strange. Locking somebody else, uh, lock, locking them out of the room that they paid for as well. Like I, that <laughs> that's that is true. Strange. They paid for that. Like. <laughs> yes. So not only that, not only is she locking people out, but there were also um, accounts of her, like writing on a piece of paper the words "get out." And sliding Ooh. them under the door to her roommates. Ooh, so, uh-uh. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some might see that as, like, immature or, like, she was just playing around or something. But, like, it, they, the roommates really did say that it was her overall, like, odd behaviors that were making them feel uncomfortable. And so they actually requested that she be assigned a different room. Like, they did not want her in that room with them. All right. So... Why do you think then she was like behaving this way? Okay, so to go back on um, a theory of sh she had mental illness and she okay. was pres prescribed a list of medications um, and reading through her posts, like I could really relate to some of her ups and her downs, like sh some of her ups on, um, let me see, December 5th, 2012, she states, I had a wonderful day. She was referring to a friend. Um, right. And then on November 11th, or 7th, I'm sorry, 2011, it is a wonderful feeling to find another person who is just as awesome as you in every single way. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. Yeah. I, I feel like some of these, you know, that one that you just said, that shows that, you know, on some days she even felt, she felt good. She felt confident, you know. We also see here, you know, this, this, um, this post, it alludes to the fact she may have at one point at least been in a happy relationship, you know, right. but um, it, yeah, like it just comes down to like, just like everybody else, she had her equal share of not so great days, you know? Right. So one of her not so good days, she uh, writes on May 31st, 2012. Okay. Um, signs of a bad day. So... Number one, sleep for 24 hours. Number two, right. not have a proper meal and instead eat random junk. Number three, <laughs> not change out of her PJs and stay in bed. And number four, okay. ignore the ringing of a cell phone. Okay, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she listed like four things here. I can't be the only one. I can't. <laughs> checked every single box here i've been i've experienced all these like <laughs> oh yeah me know, too me too i'm sure everyone out there has experienced some of these you know mm -hmm. but um sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to get out of bed and looking through her feed that that seems to be the trend like oh, mm -hmm. so we got we got countless posts about her sleeping for 24 hours staying in bed for three days we got July 6, 2012. Not good. 
have been sleeping and avoiding any remote resemblance of human responsibility since last Wednesday, have not worked on the paper, haven't tried to see a doctor, haven't spoken with friends, haven't left the house. Sad emoji. That's so sad. It is. So, on her worst days, when she slipped into, you know, she called it a relapse, right. um, she would be depressed and in a slump, unable to focus. Uh, she soon found herself withdrawing from her studies, and depression really did, like, I mean, it, it really does do that to you, you know? And It does. Like, this, this quote right here, like, I felt it in my soul. <laughs> So utterly directionless and lost. Like, I mean, I felt that. So after going through her online diary, the elevator footage, coupled with her odd behaviors um, with her roommates, do you think that this has more of like a mental health take or maybe a supernatural one? I, I mean, it's it's valid. I think both of them are valid. Um mental mental health are you thinking it could be psychosis okay so the in the mental illness theory that's all over the web um that's yeah. what they suggest they suggest psychosis so um do you have that definition to bring up okay so psychosis a severe mental disorder in which thought and emotions are so impaired that contact is lost with external reality. Mm. I could see this taking place here. Right. I mean, I, 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 I completely agree. Like, she would be in a completely <laughs> different world if she was in psychosis. You know, like, unaware of her surroundings. Um, th that could be really dangerous. Deadly. I mean, mm -hmm. who knows? So... Jumping back, roommates tell Cecil staff, hey, this isn't working out. She's making us feel uncomfortable. Is there anything you can do here? Hotel staff decide, okay, let's move Elisa into another room, her own room. Mm -hmm. So her own private room on yeah. the fifth floor. Okay. So they, they, they even switch her floors, but I mean... I'm sure she didn't have an issue with this, really, because if you really think about it, like, she had more privacy, no more bunk beds, she didn't have to deal with the roommates that she clearly thought was bothering her, you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like an upgrade. A an upgrade, yeah, essentially, you're right, exactly. Right, so this actually would be her final room that she did stay in. Um, are you ready for it? You wanna, You want to play it? Uh, yeah, I, I am uh, hesitant a little bit, but definitely we'll play it for everyone. Yeah, let's get into it. So, um, first off, before we even start this, can I just say, I know this mm -hmm. is 2013, but why are all of these evidence videos blurry? Like, not just this case, but <laughs> yeah, the, the footage of UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, okay, Bigfoot, it's all blurry. I mean, absolutely right. Like, every single footage that you have of any of these as quote-unquote evidence, you have to, like, zoom into it and cock your head sideways to, like, see any of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm over here, like, 
I'm, I'm squinting, looking at this screen, like, you know, through the blur, trying to see, like, what buttons is she pressing? <laughs> what are her facial expressions? Right. Anyways, anyways, from the very beginning, this video makes me uneasy. We see, we see her, we see an elevator door open. And for a brief moment, I'm thinking, it's already weird because did this door just open by itself? But, you know, question gets answered pretty quickly. Door opens and Elisa walks in. Pretty normal so far. Right. And it does continue to stay normal for at least a couple moments. And then yeah. we see her, like, slightly bending over. And she kind of does, like, this long swing with her arm. Almost as if, like, giving herself time to remember which button to push. Ah. But... But, but then we see her pressing multiple <laughs> buttons, like all down in a row. And we can see them because, I mean, it does illuminate. We can't see the numbers, but you can see her go from the top all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, that that's a red flag right away. Like, something's going on here. Why is she pushing all those buttons? Right. Like, honestly, that's something that my kids would do, like go in and press all the buttons. But, like, <laughs> not a 21-year-old, you know, but that I was thinking right. about it. I'm like... Maybe she just wanted to go visit every floor in the hotel, you know, but it just kind of gets more awkward from there because after she starts pressing the buttons, she like awkwardly gets in the corner and starts waiting. Like it almost looks like she's waiting for somebody and then she lunges out of the elevator and looks to the right, like as if she hears somebody or something. Yeah, it's it's odd, you know, it's pretty strange. You know, I could throw a red flag throughout this whole video, but um <laughs> it's just it it just seems like at this point the bizarre factor keeps ramping up. It it really does. Like it as you continue to watch the the footage, it really does. Mm. So at least for me anyways, she doesn't mm. seem at least at this point, she doesn't seem exactly frightened, you know? At first, mm -hmm. then she steps, she steps out, she look, she's looking towards the right, and she starts frantically searching for a good hiding spot in the elevator. Like, when I watched this first part, I was wondering, like, is she possibly just trying to prank someone? Maybe someone she knows is coming down the hall and she's going to jump out and scare them or something. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, honestly, if if I heard some noise or something or, you know, somebody was taunting me or chasing me or something, like, I would understand those actions of that she was doing. Right. That's that's a good point. It, I mean, another person would explain everything. It would. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's play a little more of this clip here. So for the third time here, we see her step out of the elevator but this time, she's doing like an odd little, you know, obviously I can't, you know, <laughs> reenact it in this chair, but she's doing like a weird sidestep type deal. And I'm mm -hmm. sure some of you watching this are listening and thinking to yourselves, you know, bro, this ain't, this ain't that bad, you know. I get that, but there's just it's something about it. Yeah. Um, you know what it is, though? You, well, what is it? <laughs> I think it's her vibe. Like, the entire thing looks like it's out of a her horror vibe. movie. Honestly, yeah. like, the entire footage is just creepy and eerie. It, 
it's it's the vibe you got it it's unnatural it's uncomfortable it's you know <laughs> we keep saying these words over and over again but it's true yo okay all right you want to hear like something really like it's a theory but it's a little bit you know out there yeah go for it okay so is it possible is it possible that like what we're seeing here is like a legit for real possession like this could explain her unnatural movements like think about it um some kind of like demonic presence or what it doesn't have to be demonic some kind of entity some kind of spirit whatever you want to call it they jump into someone's body now would they know how to behave in a human form right away or would they have to get used to it you know what i'm saying Wow. Okay. So the supernatural <laughs> theory is absolutely my favorite, like to research on this or I mean, in general. Yeah. Oh, are you saying like, like a ghost or whatever it is, like is inside of her body and she, and it's like test driving it or something. It's, it's like <laughs> test driving in a human body. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I, I yeah. believe it's personally, I believe it's possible, but, um, her behavior, like it continues to become more bizarre. So yes. at two minutes and eight seconds in the video, she's doing a really odd hand movement. Like yep. it kind of looks like to me that she might be like, swimming in water or like wading in the water or something like the way that her hand is like pushed out it really is it, it, it i could see that it does look like she's almost swimming like she she even could possibly be like searching for something you know that and she almost seems confused so like uh, i mean yeah this is the last time we see her but she does these odd hand movements and then the step to the left and then outside of the camera, like, then she's just gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the last time we see her. Okay. Can we talk about how this whole time, this video is like three minutes long, y'all. The whole time, the elevator stays open never closes when she's when she's in when she's in the uh recording the thing never closes mm -hmm. i i would i noticed that too like especially <laughs> if she pressed all the buttons like if you think about it like wouldn't you think that like it would go to a different level or it would close at all like i mean you see it like kind of smidge like go to close and then it opens by itself not with her you know around it or anything like that's just it's creepy to me. Like, I even thought of the possibility of somebody out in the hallway, like, you know, pressing uh, the button. But when she lunges out, yeah. she's she doesn't confront anybody. You don't see anybody else in the video. Yeah, it's it, it's really bizarre. Like, we've all been on elevators before. Half the time, we're, mm -hmm. like, running to get into them before they close. You know, this is right. not the case here. This thing stays open the entire time. And let me go ahead and tell y'all the most chilling part the most eerie part whatever you want to call it at the end of the video when elisa when elisa leaves you know the view of the camera then it's only then when this door slowly closes 
I I honestly think that's the creepiest part of this entire video. <laughs> it like, is. How does it just do it by itself? Like, throughout throughout the video, we see her pressing these buttons. Also, like, what do you think she's even doing? Okay, so there is another theory, and that theory is the elevator game. Okay, I, I've heard of, I've heard of it, but how does it go exactly? Okay, so first of all, this originated in Korea, and what we mm. call a game here, they actually consider it to be a ritual. Oh, okay. I so yeah. what we call a game here, they take it in Korea. They take this seriously. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's not something you want to just play around with, you know. <laughs> and no. the, the steps in this are very specific. Like, um, from what floor number you have to press, and um, we'll have a link down below for anybody that actually wants yeah. to like, look that up. But the goal of this game is to reach the 10th floor. The 10th floor? What's at the 10th floor? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. So, it's actually not what's there, it's where you've traveled. What? So, <laughs> it's supposed to bring what? you to another dimension. Yeah. What? <laughs> you just so, broke my brain here. But the thing is, is that you have to follow the rules precisely. Like, they're very specific. Okay. What happens if you break them? I gotta know. Okay. So, there's supposed to be a woman who gets on the elevator with you once you get to the fifth floor. Okay. What does she look like? Does she say anything to you? Does she do anything? Like, <laughs> So that's just it. That's, that's one of the rules. You cannot look at her. You can't speak to her. You wait, okay. and then you continue <laughs> to ascend to the 10th floor. So I can't be the only one out there that would just fail this instantly. Like, I, this, this literally would be my downfall because I need Me to too. see what this person looks like. <laughs> like peeking out. I would love every time the elevator doors opened. Seriously, um, and then you'd be stuck. You'd be trapped. So if you do look at her or talk to her or whatever, you're stuck there in that dimension forever. Literally forever. Like, mm -hmm. okay, ooh, I, okay, I just saw something. Let's say, what if Elisa did this ritual? She did mm -hmm. it, she went through all the steps, and it worked. So, like, she made it to the other dimension? She made it to the other dimension, but the thing is, what she sees is entirely different than what we see. Like, we don't see anything, but she could be seeing oh. all kinds of things. Like, yeah, it almost reminds me of being like, um, you know, those Freddy Krueger movies. You're trapped in a dream sequence. You're being yeah. chased. Nowhere to run. You're frantically pressing all these elevator buttons. Nothing's working. So, like, literally what she is seeing is completely different from our reality. So, like, she could yeah. be waiting in water. She could be doing something that, you know, and, and she's Ooh. just not seeing what we're seeing. It's... Yeah. It, it's, it's all just... Okay, so... Interesting. Do we ever see her again after this? So, 
Alive? No, we don't. Okay. So do you remember that promise that she made to her parents? You must call every day. Mm-hmm. So her parents were concerned when Elisa didn't keep that promise. She, They didn't mm. get that phone call, and that really started to concern them. So um, that coupled with uh, she was supposed to check out on February 1st. Okay. And she, when she didn't, that um, raised concern in, in all parties that were involved, and right. they um, filed a missing persons report. So was there anything in her room, any kind of evidence, leads, like what's going on? So when they didn't, when she didn't check out, they did have staff go up, and um, all of her belongings were still in the room. Uh, okay. They collected them all, but all of her belongings, her laptop, her glasses, you know, her wallet, all of her important stuff was still in the room. Okay, so nothing stolen? like No, not that we are okay. aware of, no. Okay. So, police are actively investigating this at this point. Parents mm -hmm. are in limbo. What happens now? Like, how, how, do they, how do they even find where she is? Okay, so... This is, um, like, honestly, this time, this really is the craziest <laughs> part of this story. This is the craziest so. <laughs> part, this part right here. I really, <laughs> honestly, like, this is the the thing that's, brain, like, branded into your brain, and you'll right. never forget. So, if we fast forward a few weeks. Yep. Uh, have the police ever, have the police figured out anything at this point? No, like, bro, they, they literally have not. The, the, the police haven't, <laughs> don't have any leads on anything. But there is something genuinely odd going on at the Cecil Hotel. Ooh. Yeah. So people started saying that, um, making complaints anyway, to the staff. What, what exactly were they saying? So they didn't like the water. Um, okay. Complaints varied, but they were, like, kind of the same, you know, the same theme anyway. It was the water. So, like, yeah. the water pressure was low, the water didn't taste right, the color was off. Okay, I was with you until you said, the like, the color was off. Like, I, at first I was like, it's not all that bad, but what, what color are we talking about here? Okay, so let me, right here, this is what it looked like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, so that's that, not actually <laughs> that's not actually the picture of it, but that uh, is Flint water for Michigan. Um, but that's rip. that's what okay. they said it looked like. <laughs> uh, okay, Move, moving on. I, I get why they 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 all said that. I I agree. Yes. I'm not drinking that. So responding to the complaint, Cecil staff sent a maintenance van to go check on the water. Okay, so the, we're probably talking about those giant water tanks on the roof? Yes. So okay. this guy had to scale up the ladder um, and, you know, get into one of the tanks or look up at the tanks, and mm -hmm. he opens the lid and sees 21-year-old Elisa Lamb laying face up naked in the water. I just, you know, <laughs> so many questions. I mean, me too. I would like to also add that she was not only naked, so all of her clothes were in there, but, um, like, her room key was in there as well. Like, they found, you know, like, 
they found her belongings Whoa. around her in the water well. Okay, so she, so, so she took her clothes off inside the water tank when she was already in there, like. Yeah, like I mean, I guess like that's she was naked. It just all but... okay. It, it it just truly doesn't make sense. Reports. Mm -hmm. uh, let Let's jump back. The reports say when they found her, she was moderately decomposed. Do y'all, do y'all viewers out there, do y'all know what that means? For 18 days, this poor girl's body was on top of the hotel in which the police searched thoroughly. They're out there at night, flashlights, looking around. She's in the water tank the whole time. Another mm -hmm. thing, this whole time, people have been drinking, showering, brushing their teeth with contaminated water from a decomposing body. Yeah. So, I have a question. How did yeah. she even get access to the roof? Like, I don't understand that. Like, was Facts. it not locked? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it just more and more things. Like, I don't know how many times in this episode I have to say, it doesn't make sense. Because it, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. They think... Okay, they think, they say, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, she was able to get to the roof by using the fire escape. From there, she climbed up one of the water tanks and just got in. Like, Whoa, whoa, excuse me. So they think <laughs> that she just just got in. Like, like, why, though? Like, she climbs up a janky ladder, makes janky. it up to the top, and, <laughs> and decides to dip into the water tank. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> like... Also, did I mention when they, like, when they found her, like, mm -hmm. the lid to the water tank was initially closed, like. Okay, okay. So, so she, she climbs up, she gets in there, but then she yep. closes it after she's inside. How, how was that even possible? And, you know, I'm not saying it's the heaviest lid, but this thing did mm -hmm. weigh 25 pounds. Okay, so you're saying, well, you're not saying, they're saying, so while she was keeping <laughs> herself afloat in the tank, she was able to pull closed a heavy lid? I mean, I'm sorry, a 25 pounds lid. to me is pretty, he is pretty Exa heavy, and, like, I don't understand that. <laughs> I was just literally thinking that, like, 25 pounds, like, that's, he that's heavy, like, I mean, yeah. they, say it de they say it depends on how high the water was at the time, but... Oh, uh, Okay. Pushing all that aside, I know one thing. It it was almost impossible. It would have been almost impossible for her to get out. Okay, all right. Imagine, imagine this. You wake mm. up from whatever had control of you. Possession, psychosis, or whatever you want. A drug, a bad drug trip. You look around your surroundings. You're looking around with no way to escape no way to call for help you're trapped inside this water tank that's absolutely terrifying i could not imagine <laughs> that like that is an ultimate fear unlocked that you just did there no like ultimate i couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah i couldn't imagine like screaming out for help or you know like yeah. um trying to see a float even like how long could you your body physically do that like that's terrifying it is and you know it's it's really just at some point the panic must go down a bit. You you begin to make 
peace with your situation. You're no longer screaming. You just decide mm-hmm. to let go. Um, yeah. Wh- wh- what are the police saying? <laughs> so they ruled it an accidental drowning. Bro. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I know. No, I know. No, yeah, no. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Um, <laughs> toxicology? Clean. So she had no drugs in her system besides Not the trace amounts drug. that... No, except the trace amounts that her uh, doctor did prescribe her. No alcohol either. No, no alcohol, no nothing. She's in a mm-hmm. tank. And, like, have any updates? Like, it's been 10 years. Like, there's got to be something. Right. So, no. I mean, the only update that I could actually find was that her parents did attempt legal action against the hotel. A Good. A death lawsuit? Yeah. Yeah. But, unfortunately, they weren't successful in that lawsuit. They did not win. How is that even? Okay, that's question marks like how is that even possible they may not have you know they didn't allow her to go there but she was able she had the ability to go up there you know they should that should be blocked off something should be done there and you know i i completely agree it literally could have happened to anyone and like as i was researching this this is not the first time that people have been up there like even in the Netflix documentary there were bottles you know they said that they had um like as if kids were out there drinking like it was a hangout place essentially so no it wasn't like she wasn't allowed to go up there but she wasn't the first person to go up there you know there was graffiti all over the walls and honestly Anybody could have went up there, you know? Like, kids yeah. could have gone up there. There's machinery. Kids. There's all sorts of things up there. And I personally think that absolutely they could have prevented that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, go ahead. I was going to say, in, in this case, it's really unfortunate because it was a young woman that was coming into L.A. to de-stress, you know, on her vacation and just trying to live her best life. That's the thing. You just said it. She's just trying. That could have literally been any of us, you, me, you know, the the people watching, just trying to take mm-hmm. a vacation. And it just, it takes this kind of turn, you know, and it, it's just, it, it's for real sad. It is. And, um, you know, what do you say? You know, she right. joins the many that have fallen victim to this hotel. And, and that's just it. Like, honestly, this is just the tip of the iceberg for the history of the Cecil Hotel. Literally, literally just the mm-hmm. beginning, y'all. Okay? So, y'all, this is what we have for you tonight. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first episode. Yes, and we want to hear from you. So uh, if you have other theories, if you believe it was foul play, anything, comment that below. Let us know because we want to hear. We want to hear from you. Um, And if you would like us, if you like this new podcast, then please support us (laughs) by liking, subscribing, and hitting that cute little notification bell. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, you guys. Good night, y'all.